This week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast is brought to you by the Craft Beer Marketing Awards. The Craft Beer Marketing Awards was founded in 2019 and is the only global awards competition to celebrate and focus on the growing importance of craft beer marketing and design strategy as a key to success in standing out among other brands on the market shelf. Co-founded by Jim McCunn and Jackie De Bella, the CBMS is the only global scale marketing competition to put a spotlight on the growing critical aspect of creative marketing as key to breweries' business success. Boasting a judging panel of over 500 beverage and beer industry professionals worldwide in over 24 countries, making the CBMAS the largest awards program of its kind in the world. With well-known judges including Ralph Steadman, David Carson, Tara Nurin, Zane Lumphrey, and John Cotino. Entries are divided up into five regions across the globe, the Americas, United Kingdom, Europe, APAC, and MENA. Many design companies and agencies are taking notice of submitting their work. The deadline has been increased to the 14th of March, 2022. So do get involved if you're in this industry and you want to show the importance of your creative work to your client's business. And if you're a brewery, come and show off the, the fantastic marketing and creative work that you've been doing to get the, your beer out there to the public. The upcoming award celebration will take place the week of 2022 Craft Brewers Conference in May in Minneapolis, Minnesota, USA. For more information, go to craftbeermarketingawards.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the I'll Try That Podcast. The what? <laughs> the I'll Try That Podcast. Excellent. Carry on. This week, we're going to be traveling to the southwest of the UK to visit Bristol and Arbor Ales. Arbor. But first, I'm going to go from Arbor to Barber. No, you're not. No, you're not. And back again. <laughs> Rich, well, I, you got a hot topic for yeah, us. Yeah, i got one for you. Um, so, we're going to be discussing beer subscriptions yep. today. Um, I believe... Barbara, have you, have you had a beer subscription before? Not a subscription. I did the um, duggery of having signed up for the free one at the start and then deciding I didn't want to pay for it for a 12-month basis. Which, which beer subscription did you do that to? Beer 52. Okay. So I was a long-standing Beer 52 member for about a year. I've also done a couple of months of Flavorly, and I did. Hi, it. I'm Joe. Uh, I am a long-standing. <laughs> long-standing. Yeah. It does feel like an admission yeah. because it's. I've, I've stopped all these now, but uh, I have stopped. I've changed my ways. Okay. Uh, and I did the Beer Hawk for a few months as well. Oh, okay. So I, I was a Beer Fifty Two subscriber for a long time, um, mm-hmm. but of course, I, that I, came to an end ultimately as well. Yeah, that, that that also came to an end. But see it. So I've come across an article from Witch. So we know which which magazine, which magazine do um, a lot of comparison things, don't yeah, they? Yeah, brooms mainly, <laughs> and, and electrical appliances. <laughs> if I'm looking for a new washing machine, I'm going to which. Yeah. Um, so they will give you, but they've also done a comparison for beer subscriptions and which one is the most affordable. So I didn't realise how many beer subscriptions that actually were out there. Loads. I bet there's hundreds. Yeah. And, uh, well, I just named three that I've been personally a part yeah. of. Yeah. And of course, all of those three are on the list, Joe. Of course. Uh, that you mentioned. I so. didn't make them up. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a really weird lie. <laughs> I also oh, no. did they the lampshades. <laughs> the lampshade swappers. <laughs> so, what were the results, Rich? So... I'm curious to know what the results were. So there's... Not of the lampshade swappers. <laughs> Which ones came out on top? So, so there was... So there's other suppliers such as the Beer Merchants, Beer Wolf, do one. Oh, uh, I, I, Brewdog, 
Brewdog do yeah. Oh, I did Brewdog for a while as well. Missed that off the list. Joe, have you done every single one of these subscriptions? No, I didn't yeah. even heard of Beerwolf no. before, but I'm going to look them up in a second. Yeah. <laughs> I quite like that as a clever name because it's Beerwolf, isn't yeah. it? Beerwolf, Beerwolf, Beer yeah. yeah. Um, one, one that interests me a bit, there was something called the Dry Drinkers, which is a non-alcoholic mm-hmm. beer subscription service. Yep, they're, they're um, getting really popular there, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, getting really big out there, sort of thing. Uh, Flavorly, which we spoke about, yeah. Honest Brew, oh. um, Virgin Wine Box, but beer box. Oh, okay. So Virgin yeah. are throwing one out there as well. Uh, old Richard Branson in his spaceship sipping beer. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was so, so basically with the article, they said it was very hard to actually come down to which one was the most best money because there was more expensive ones, ones yeah. that gave you more beer, ones that gave you less beer weekly and everything like that. There's also, I suppose, you've got to factor in like flexibility of the terms of the subscription. Yeah. It probably makes a big difference. And also, because I know... Some of them have said, look, if you don't particularly like dark beer, you can just have like light beer or something like that. So I imagine yeah. there's quite a lot to factor in in terms of coming to a winner. Yeah. How have they managed to create a like a comparison across them? Then? So, so what they've done is that basically, in essence, they had to go for what was the cheapest box that you could get for for your money yeah. for eight beers. That makes sense. Which, which was the general you can be with like beer 52, you can add some more beer, you can add less beer, and it seems to be the same for every single company. But the one that they went for was eight beers, was a consistent across all of them. And that was from Flavorly, Craft Beer Club. Cheapest one. Cheapest one. And that came down to 19.90 a month for eight beers. Okay. Um, but then they kind of put it into comparison with, I know you're getting a, a large selection of different beers that you wouldn't go and buy for, but they put it to the price of case of beer of ranges an average the lowest one was nine pounds in a supermarket okay. for a case of beer and the highest being 18 yeah um was the most expensive and that's kind of um i know you're getting like a larger variety of beers say but there may be two to three that you don't enjoy in that yeah, pack maybe. and stuff like that so you've kind of got to weigh it up and down but if you are looking for the cheapest and most or the, or the cheapest yeah. subscription service you you you'd go to flavorly but out there there are there are well, 10 plus just in this article. I wonder if, and I don't know if it's on this which comparison, but actually it's not just about the beers that you take into consideration when you're looking at these subscription boxes. Um, there's things like literature that come with it, like yeah. Beer 52 have their own magazine, uh, Brewdog have their own magazine and, and kind of things and as well. And I think Flavely might have something as well, if I remember correctly. But also, more importantly, it's about the snacks. The different kind of oh. snacks you get in these boxes. Oh, snacks. 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 So, you know, the best ones I've had so far are dried peas. Doesn't sound very appetizing. Beer 52 do a great, a mean dried pea. Oh, well, I like a wasabi Snack. pea. Which yeah, is so they have a wasabi thing. Yeah. Um, also as well, I guess kind of a different take on that is, is Brewdogs isn't about just about the beer it's about sustainability so every time you're part, in theory they refer to themselves as the most sustainable um subscription model hmm. so yeah i mean i think price is obviously one way that you can cut it yeah. but of course there's there's a reason why there's a lot of different different brewery subscriptions uh there's a reason why people are choosing different ones um and i think all of these beer subscriptions are trying to carve out a little niche for themselves yeah. aren't they Good. Is that we done with that, or we want to uh, move on to the pursuit of happiness? No, no, good. So this week, in the pursuit of happiness, we're talking about Arbor Ales. I've wanted to talk about these guys for a while, kind of a little bit to, well, because um, I don't know that much about them, and I wanted to uh, talk about them a little bit more. Um, Going back to a recent conversation we had, um, going by. 
the dick index. Sorry, the Richard index. <laughs> the Richard index. Yeah. I cannot think of a brewery yeah. that better fits the description of a craft brewer. Okay. Yeah. These guys are churning out more beers than you could shake a stick at. So many different, different types. Beers. Different yeah, beers. beers. We're not talking about the same beers. And, so. and some, they make them for a while, and almost, as far as I could tell, no matter how popular they are, get rid of it, change it, we're doing something else. Mm. See, that that's how we feel. Well, like, like I said earlier, the definition of a craft brewer, yep. they're continually crafting, they're changing, they're being in a... Why can't I pronounce that word today? Innovative. innovative. But arguably, arguably, that's not crafting. That's starting something up and then walking away from it. Nah, they're crafting. It's fine. Yeah, you're just like, they're like they're afraid of commitment or something yeah. like that. The so non-committal can, beer the makers. The non-committal beer makers. <laughs> is, a, is, that, is, that, is that going to be a new phrase I'm just calling the non-committal? Are these the F-boys of brewing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, because the reason I really wanted, I drank a beer they made and I want to say it was like a year ago, but it yeah. was probably more like five was a beer called Why Kick a Moo Cow. Oh, okay. Which was um, pale ale based on like New Zealand... Well, I think it was described as New Zealand. I think it's all brewed in, in um, Bristol, but they use some New Zealand hops. Mm. I just thought it was amazing. Yeah. You just can't get it now. Um, you've, I mean, we've not seen it for a long time. Yeah. It was gorgeous, hazy pale, which I would probably say is their forte. Um, Rich, remind me, what have we got here? What's that one? I just say, so the Moo Cow oh, one. Sorry, yes. So you could say that's the one that got away. A little bit, That's yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, exactly. Got away, exactly. I sat there. I had such a wonderful time with Moo Cow, yeah. and I don't know. They she never called. She never called. <laughs> They're just gone. Um, so I, I had a job picking uh, at my local beer supplier where I go for my craft stuff. Mm. I think they had twelve options from wow. Arbor. Um, I picked um, with you guys in mind, particularly kind of fruity, juicy, hazy stuff. Um, but it could have been anything. Um, God, uh, how many can you um, so, how many can you reel off? Another really popular one they've got at the moment is Shangri La. But we've got uh, Talis in Wonderland, Talis in Wonderland, and Texas Sunday Morning. Now, so yeah. those are their like long title names. What's what are they actually as beers? Oh, an American Pale Ale and a Hazy Indian Pale. Which one's which? Uh, the Talis in Talis Wonderland. Wonderland is the American pale ale. Is the American pale And Texas Sunday morning is the hazy Indian pale ale. And Talis is, I wouldn't call it session, but it's more sessionable. So it's about 4.7, I think, 4.8. 4. Um, and then the uh, Texas Sunday morning is 6, nearly 7. 6.5%. Yeah. I mean, so what, what the, strikes me the most when I pick up Arbor, and I've seen Arbor before. Uh, if I'm honest, I always think the leaf looks like a maple leaf. So I've, I've always assumed that they're Canadian for no good reason. Um, mm. But maybe there's some history behind the why they've got a leaf. Uh, maybe it's an arbor leaf, if that's even a thing. Um, maybe we'll go into that in a second. But what really always stands out for arbor is just the size of their cans. Mm. They are through and through a 568 Pinters. mil, a one-pinter can, can boys. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> Big time boys. So, you know, that's that's a... That's setting. That's doing something a bit different in mm. this category. Mm. If we are talking about craft, right? Yeah. And not- I mean, let's not also get away from the fact it's very easy to go past without mentioning this. Uh, premium pricing, I would say. Yeah. So, well, you're getting a lot more five, for your money. Six, yeah, and understandably, there's there's a lot of beer in there, and it is probably you. Know, I mean, this craft stuff that's that's not one of a kind, but in that direction, mm. um, you are going to expect to pay a little bit more for it. But like that's, I mean, having a pint down. I mean, usually you have three thirty mil cans, the small, small yeah, a lot yeah. smaller, almost half the amount. 
So to put a put everything into these big one pinters, you know, they're saying a statement about their beers. I suppose I'm not sure what that statement is. Um, to your point, it is more it's more expensive, but that's also because the vol- you're getting more volume. Um, so I don't know. Most of these brewers would it, use would it smaller- be cynic- would it be cynical to suggest that maybe they are up for people getting a bit more alcohol in them and then they may associate Could that do. with you know having a you know quite a big night out for want of a better phrase and they say oh we're drinking that arbor stuff and and we really liked it or maybe to your point and maybe this just sticks back to why they you know they they change out their lines so frequently yeah. is that you're actually meant to pick up different cans yeah. and only have one of them you're not meant to pick up more than one can yeah. of a single brew because the idea is is that you'll try one and that's enough volume that you'll probably be like, okay, I'm done now. I don't need to have another one. And then the next day or later on, you'll be like, oh, I could try another one. Oh, I'll pick a different arbor out of the can. And so a different arbor can up. So the idea is that you do try more of their I, short-lived beers. That's made me think about something I'd love to know. There must be a bit of science behind it or somewhere you could do research and find out properly, possibly beyond the uh, reach of uh, these humble podcasters. But... How much of a single beer do you think you need to taste before you know decisively whether you really love it or not? Because that's the one thing I find when we taste stuff. I sometimes go through two, three, four sips. Like, yeah, I like that. But I do think I need to have more than a pint of a beer, depending on what it is. Mm. Imperial stouts aside, (laughs) (laughs) I think I need more than a pint of a beer before I make a decision as to whether I would buy it again. You know you know what I'm really enjoying about Arbor? So I'm, I'm just looking at their website. Not answering now. my question. I was going to answer this question. Have you got someone's question? Uh, hold that thought. Fair, hold hold thought. that That's thought. A good thought. Yeah, yeah, whatever it was, it. it sounded good. Yeah. But, I'd but like to know. I think to your point, I, I'm trying to make a distinction there of your, of your parameters of where you like a beer mm. more than a pint of. Is that... Like, like you want to have like a, a you know one of those six hundred and sixty mil versions of it, or is it actually the decision to repeat buy, to buy again, to pick up and go for yeah. another one? Yeah, exactly. And I think that for me is a distinction that I would say I I would yeah, f- yeah. I would fall on in that actually do I like this beer? Would I purchase it again? And that mm. is something you can you can test, and there, there is data out yeah, there exactly. to show that. Is this are these beers repeat buys? You know, yeah. are you go are the same people or similar people? Or people who would once try it, they're not just going to try you once and then never touch yeah. you again. That's yeah. an indication they probably don't like you. Or is it the case that they'll <laughs> keep coming back? You're going into that world of Arbor being the F-boys and <laughs> I like you, I don't want to touch you again. Um, it's a bit dark. Yeah, you're not ashamed uh, of having yeah. them. Yeah. Do you know what, though? Um, I, to be honest, if I'm being quite honest and trying to be like um, sensible about it, my um, measurement there where I said more than a pint, I, if I think I'm being sort of critical of myself, I would probably say that I based that on me giving you the modal average, right? Mm. So the one that occurs most frequently. Mm. is probably actually... I think I probably can make a fairly informed decision about it whenever I have had the amount that that brewer has intended for you to have. So I was thinking, we talked about Thornbridge a little while ago. Yep. Jaipur, they yep. they come in a 330ml can, I think, don't they? They're slightly bigger, yeah. actually. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, okay. I beg your pardon. I must be getting them mixed up with something else. No, they do have got 330mls, but I think they also do a slightly bigger can. It's putting paid to everything I've just said <laughs> in that case. No, can but, um, that yeah. my, yes, they have a... Thir- let's do, there is a 330ml, yeah. Yes, they have yeah. a three, They are in 330ml cans. As, as we're learning again, I, I'm keeping at my form of being the most suggestible drear, <laughs> drear binker. I thought <laughs> I you was said 
gonna drip, say then. drip. Yeah, drip. Most successful <laughs> drip. Yeah. I'm the most uh, suggestible beer drinker apparently on earth. So, sorry, carry on that thought. They do 330 mil cans. So, what was yes. your thought process? I, I think that on the the first occasion of my drinking a Jaipur by Thornbridge, I had finished, and also let's bear in mind that that one is pretty in your face and full on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think by the end of that beer, I was able to go, yeah, I like that. I'm buying mm. that again. Well, I was just going to say, so, so the point you talked about buying and trying all of their beers and everything like that. This is the first brewery I think of Sin that does something called 12 fresh cans. That is every one of their beers in a box that will come to you. Okay. Which so it's a mix, think, like a mixed case. Yeah, yeah, like, like, like a mixed case. But you, you get mixed cases of maybe the stouts, or you get mixed cases of maybe the Indian Pellers or the IPA. So this is a mixed case of every single beer they have to offer. At that moment at in time. At a given time, yeah. At okay. that moment in time, which I think is really cool. So it's, it's called the fresh, 12 fresh cans. And they say, they seem to acknowledge anything that's a new kind of beer, they call it a fresh can, mm. which I think is really good. Mm. And that you, you have an option to spend £38.50 and you get all of their cans so you can try everything they have. As a offer. subscription service? Probably. Probably it's or, a monthly thing, okay. but every time they'll drop fresh cans, they'll they'll do they'll do. I just, yeah. We were almost getting a callback. So no, yeah, no, no, exactly. look at that. <laughs> I think I, th- I think it's just a really good idea. Yeah. They've got they could they throw all of those out there. So maybe yeah. I'm misunderstanding. So do Arbor not have any beers that are year round, like core staple? Arbor as far beers? as I can tell, not the one that the moment that seems to be have the biggest uh, or, or the most longevity is is Shangri La. Mm. So well, I, I'm I'm looking at their website and they have. A, a huge selection of beers that they have to offer. There is, yeah, they they just have a massive amount. They'll be silly for me to try and name them all, but yeah, they have a huge amount of beers that are just out there, and they seem to be brewing new ones all the time. I wonder how this works with like awards, because obviously you can brew a beer, submit it to awards, it wins an award. And then usually that's a great sign that people will go and buy that beer and it's a validation. But if you discontinue your beers after a certain period of time, even if they've won awards, then like that's kind of good in the way that it's showing that the brewery is good and they can win awards. But at the same time, it's not giving people the opportunity to go and taste those award-winning beers. But maybe you're taking it more from a brewery perspective rather than a specific beer and you're taking the award away from the beer itself and just saying, well, no, we brewed it. Yeah. So exactly. anything we'll do will have that level yeah. of of like greatness, Almost even like if being it's a, not that um, beer anymore. Yeah. Well, the equivalent of being a Michelin star chef instead of having well, a Michelin yeah. star restaurant. Dishes. So, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yes, and I think that I think that's actually something that maybe Arbor are kind of like highlighting that it's less about the award stuff should be less about the beers and should be more about the brewery themselves. Exactly. Yeah. Which 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 I like, and it's if you are confident enough to be able to go, yeah, all of our other products are going to be this level or above. Do you know who this reminds me of out of category? Supreme. Supreme do stuff which doesn't last very long, has huge amounts of hype <laughs> and the fashion brand and and it like and it goes and everyone goes crazy for it and then it goes away. Yeah. I was laughing because we talked about jackets before when you said it doesn't last very long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the limited minutes, amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. So it's poor quality. <laughs> are we more saying that Arbor could be the supreme of the beer world? I bet they would love that. They would. They would love that comparison because if they are, if, if you could throw, if you every single beer that you created, they're like, damn, that's a limited edition. I'm only going to get that 
because there's only going to be five, six hundred of them made, yeah. or it's only going to be available for four or five months of the year, something. Yeah. That's an absolute win because we have beer companies that produce maybe one or two beers a year that are limited edition, and people are like, yeah, 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 yeah. Particularly you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Particularly myself. But if, if, if Arbor are going to What? Go, there's not many of them. I must have it. <laughs> but if Arbor are going to go, right, we've only got, this beer's only out for four months, people are going to go, well, damn, I've got to drink this for four months. Solid. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a really good business. But it's also very hard to uphold. You've got Completely. to be creating solid beers regularly and Barber is really enjoying Arbor beers as he's mentioned many yeah. times in this podcast it's, it's 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 a hard thing to uphold but if they can do it yeah it's my theme I've talked about before where I can kind of get how different years different times of years these particularly for these craft brewers who are saying we want only the best uh, fresh natural ingredients um, I think it makes a lot of sense because I think there's well, there's lots of breweries who will tell you that that you um, that you can, but I don't think you can exert that amount of control over what happens when these natural ingredients are being grown, particularly no, your hops. No, no, you can't. And your malted barley. Uh, that's two of the five, the five magic ingredients water. of beer. <laughs> the five points of beer. How do you grow water? <laughs> I'm really trying to find out about this leaf. I really can't get this out of my head. This yeah, I'm, a, I mean, a we, we should yeah. we should talk about you know, what they look like, I suppose, as well. I mean, I do kind of want to say that um, again, as a former Bristol dweller, I kind of I have a bit of a soft spot for Arbor just because they are so achingly Bristol for me. Yeah, so edgy. <laughs> and I mean, I'm uh, let's let's be honest, I'm the least edgy person on on earth. But it is this, this quite cool design, funny names. Um, like quite bold design as well. But someone out there, bold, will, bold but simple. Yeah, and some, the... someone out there will absolutely love that typeface that they use, which is just as like crystal clear as it could be. I mean, I know they do a little bit of black and white, but it's just there's no faffing about there, is there? Do you know what's so fascinating about this as well is they're doing horizontal branding. Their name is written up the side of the can, which makes a lot of sense for the size of the can that it is to make yeah. full use and you get a much bigger yeah. logo. But that is very contemporary. Real, that's real, new. Real head tilter. Yeah. In more ways than one. <laughs> like, it's also like, that's quite contemporary about it. How, the, the naming of how they're doing it, you know, Talius in Wonderland, uh, Texas Sunday morning, Shangri-La. Like, it's something a bit different, something interesting. You're, not, you're also not squinting your eyes to find out how how much is in the can? I no, uh, yeah, big, big. Kind of like letters. key information. They're giving a little bit more, more they've readily. Got, they've got a lot more space because they're using yeah. these big cans. Um, I like also as well that the texture, although this is a, there must be still quite a small brewery because all of their cans, it's uh, their labels are stuck directly onto yeah. the cans themselves. Yeah. yeah. So all of their cans are the same underneath, yeah. and then they apply direct apply or hand apply. You know adhesive labels on the side but they feel nice don't they yeah, yeah they had a bit of texture that, to them. that would be my, my criticism actually I was hoping for more gemstones more more like shiny <laughs> little yeah. bejazzle bedazzle yeah, yeah. Um, you, you know what the, you know what the worst part is is every single beer bottle you have since trying my homebrew is going to be just just sub it just will sub be just part, exactly, exactly yeah also sorry I've just noticed it was almost going to be the end of the podcast yeah. <laughs> drinking your beer if you hold <laughs> in a good way. this to the light mm-hmm. they have the arbor leaf mm. imprinted in the back of the yeah in like, in like the back of the label almost like Ooh, a water a key line you mean yeah key, it's a key line I did not know what that was but yeah I was going to say watermark but I know that's not what it no, is yeah. I, I literally just noticed that because oh I there's was, loads oh, of them yeah and that 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 I literally just saw from 
but that is cool. I really hope there's people drinking along to this right now and uh, having a having a right old look at their cans. <laughs> or that when they do pick up one of these yeah. big cans, they'll they will have a look a closer inspection. Upon closer inspection, you will find some um, some holographic marks yeah. basically behind of uh, key lines of, of these of this arbor symbol, which I'm still think are, are maple leaves, but they're not. I know they're not. <laughs> but, <laughs> Aren't they yeah. oak tree leaves? That have obviously fallen from the tree. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah, because, I don't know, maybe they don't look like they're on. I don't know my leaves as well as I should do. Well, I must hold well, my hands I, up there. You need to just have a blooming word with yourself, mate, in that case. Mm, sort yourself out. But, yeah, I mean, interesting. Obviously, uh, you know, soft spot for a, a Bristol-based company. Mm. Started out in 2007. Crafty AF, I would say. I like their approach to... To beers, it's quite unusual to have not really have a core range of beers, and everything always changes. Um, I think that's fascinating as a, as a, as a business model and a brewing. Um, it keeps it certainly very exciting for consumers. Yeah. And I think if you're because you've got the most experience with Arbor by the sound of things and tasting it, if you're saying that they've had fantastic standout beers in the past and these two you quite like, then that's obviously a good sign that they keep delivering. A little bit like a lifestyle thing. Yeah. If those people who who enjoy these beers are probably going to engage with them and are going to be looking at what comes next. Yeah. Keeps you on your toes. I, I mean, for me, my personal preference out of the two from the American Pale and the Hazy India Pale Ale is the Hazy. I think that's got so much flavour to it. Mm. Mm. See, I'm really enjoying the American Pale Ale. Mm. I think it's, uh, I mean, I'm enjoying the bitterness that's coming through. Well, we've we've gone on this, down these lines before, actually, yeah. where you've gravitated more towards the pale ales, and I've gone more towards the IPAs, and I think the haziness of that makes yeah. it really fruity. The, well, this is, the, I picked these because I figured they were the more juicy ones, but they do all sorts, so mm. go and check them out. You'll find your own favourite. Or and they're all vegan. And that's all we have time for from this week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast. And so from me, Joe, Rich, and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now. Always drink responsibly, and if you or anyone else needs some help, go to drinkaware.co.uk for more information.